Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, a podcast on the FX television series, Fargo. I don't know why we don't have a better opening than this, Sharpie. <laughs> I'm Bill. That's Sharpie laughing at me because I'm stupid. <laughs> Welcome to Hot Dish Season 5, Episode 4. I also will say we, we can probably by now stop explaining what the hot dish is, do you think? Okay, fine. I was just I was about to explain it. You saw it in my see eyes. <laughs> I can see it. This is our quick take. There's another yes. episode coming. There you go. Cool. Well, tell tell me something about insolubilia. Wow, that was a great pronunciation on the first try, Bill. What a I, weird word. I am a dork. What is it? The liar's paradox. It is people who. It is the study of studying the liar's <laughs> paradox. <laughs> Here, let's have a fun paradox. I know what I'm talking about as a liar. I don't know. That's not right. That's not a no, good That's paradox. not how it goes. That's not how it goes. No. You, you, as a liar, you tell the listener that you're lying, right? You say, like, I would say to you, Bill, you know what? I'm going to lie to you. I'm, uh, how about this? You know what, Bill? <laughs> I'm a liar. Now, is that true or not true? Because... If I tell you I'm a liar and I am a liar, then the true. opposite must be true. Then and I must not be a liar, right? Yes. Well, yeah. Is that the paradox? It can be. Uh, and let's go back and listen to our own episode, season one, episode six, Buridan's ass. It is the the philosopher uh, Jean Buridan, and that is where the episode Buridan's ass comes from. Mm. Another paradox. Anyway. What's your? Give, How are you connecting your, the two? Because um, the liar's paradox, a noted person on studying the liar's paradox and insolubilia. Ins- now I screwed it up. Insolubilia was Jean Buridan. Oh, that's what you're saying. Wikipedia. I'm saying this is how these are tied together. I think <laughs> season one. I think this is what's tying season one and five together, and just the overall arcing of what. Ever it is that Noah Hawley is trying to do to us. There are a lot of season one and five connections. Yeah. Maybe this is his way of saying this is it. Maybe. I could see that. It's sort of just like this palindrome mm-hmm. of the universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, there. <laughs> you do remember, I think there was an episode of Fargo called Palindrome, by the way, in mm. season one as well. That's you right. You didn't remember. I'm looking at your of face. Course. You didn't. Of course. I remember oh, that. Sorry. Yes, never mind. I'll cut that part. I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, don't cut it out. There's no cut. There's no cutting the hot dish. You scoop the dish. You don't cut the dish. It's more, yeah, it's a it's a loving, hearty spoonful. Mm. Right? I like macaroni in my hot dishes. Do you like macaroni in your hot dishes? Love them. Love. I, I, I think we may have mentioned this at one point, but my sort of favorite just kind of lame hot dish is it's basically like elbow macaroni mm-hmm. with like ground beef and mm-hmm. like frozen peas carrots mm. in it and then like a tomatoey sauce that you mm. bake in the oven mm. and then uh the, the hot tip for this hot dish is you crumble potato chips over it whoa that i have not done when you bake it, and then a couple freshies on on the mm. serving itself. So the potato chips don't get too brown during the baking process? You, you can let them get stirred in a little, because the ones in there just get kind of tasty and stuff. And then at the end, when you scoop it, you crush your own, like, 
like you would do with a corn salad, as we maybe have talked about as well. Mm. Okay, we're uh, we're about four some minutes in, and we haven't talked about the show yet. What? Sure, we have. Give me, give me your, give me your big, give me your big points that you loved. All right, my favorite word of the episode was clumsical. Mm. I didn't even catch that. I'll have to watch for that on my rewatch. I'm pretty sure that was a word in the episode. Uh, okay. Yeah, Wayne's very clumsical. Um, with all due respect, says Danish, mm-hmm. we've got our own reality. I love you so much right now. Oh, wow. Should we stop the recording? That was my favorite line of the show. Mine too. That line wouldn't be as good if it wasn't followed by a just throwaway almost of wit saying what? He said uh, something along along the lines of, yeah, well, that's really not a thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I know you're not happy about one thing. Because you texted me mid-show. Yeah, we try not to text each other during the the watching, the viewing, rather. Uh, but yeah, the whole uh, Ula Munch saying pancakes felt a little bit forced. I mean, come I, on. I'll disagree with you there. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it okay. thoroughly. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed it, but it's still I enjoyed that forced. he referred to himself in his closer to his language. Instead of saying munch, it would be monk. So mm. Mama Monk. So we finally got our payoff. They kept showing us the bathroom, remember? Over and over, up the stairs, show mm-hmm. the bathroom. That mm-hmm. really great, that editing and camera shot through the wall over. And so we finally got our some bit of a payoff as, as this space in which these two would be, well, whatever yeah. he was doing. Like, did he, I, there's so much backstory I want. Did he invite her in? Like, hey, come on upstairs. I'm all covered in blood and grime. I'm going to get in the tub. Want to talk? But yeah, I don't. I, the pancakes thing, it, it was okay for me. I, I I just mean like I wasn't. I almost saw it coming in a way because he just it kind of had to. He is he is the inverse. He's the inverse value of, of Gare. We already yeah. made the connections. Yeah, we already made the connections with Gare. Uh, we knew there was going to be some parallels there. That one just uh, I don't know. I could have done without it, but. I respect oh, I you, Bill. That, brother. I appreciate it. I did not dislike it. I just, uh, I mean, I actually liked it. Like, I'll go full on with saying I liked it. It just felt here's, forced. Here's my hot take that might help you on your rewatch. Don't forget that at the front end of this, okay. he started with, when Monk was a boy, freedom was a potato. Right? Ba, 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 ba. Mm. And he rolls through mm. a whole thing. How did he have to free himself? And now what does he want? I want pancakes. I just did something, and I just want to eat now. Maybe? I don't know. Hmm. And, and yes, okay. it is a goofy callback to Gare, who just wants Pancake's house, and Gare Grimsrud is very consistently upset with people in the movie who go against him as well. The difference is, is that Ula Monk is, I think, very worldly, ghostly, clever, whatever. A lot of ghostly references. In the uh, next recap edition of this show, I want to talk about a little bit about the Boogeyman and some uh, viewer mail that may have come in that's relevant to that. So uh, let's put Mm -hmm. a pin in that and talk about some of our fans who uh, were very acute in their observations about the Boogeyman. Do you think that Roy's 
when he when he said his face when at the towards the end of the mm-hmm. show when he says his face was painted up like an Apache. Do you think that was maybe like a reference to Shep Proudfoot? I don't know. I I'm on this whole chain of trying to figure that out quick, like as quick as I could, but I can't. I was I got really stuck up on the possible rune on the wall of the girls' room, and sure. then I thought, oh, maybe maybe there are some symbolry and some runes from Native American that we don't know or I haven't seen because. Generally, like, mm. Welsh runes or Nordic runes are very, very stick-like, and he had, like, a couple curvy loops, like a, a, a U and, a, you know, like, in two places. I need to see it again. It went by so fast. Mm. I don't know. I'll be curious if that was a little Shep Proudfoot comeback, come but I thought a little bit about the insolubilia, just so you can kind of chew on this before we get back. It's the whole... All right, give it to me. It's the whole... I was thinking about the paradox of... You're saying something true, but it's also a lie. And I thought, there are many people who are doing that in the show, but most likely on the two ends of the spectrum are Dot, Nadine, and Roy. Like, Dot is continually saying, I'm Dot, which is true, but also not true, right? So it's the study of liars and the paradox of saying something that she can. She can literally say, I am Dot, which is true. To many, she is Dot. To somebody else, she's Nadine, right? So if, is she Nadine or is she Dot? What is the par- like, who, what is that? And then Roy is going through his own situation with that where he's talking about things that, I don't know, I haven't got there yet. So think about that. I think it's something between Roy and her on these diametrically opposed sides of a scale. Okay. Or That's actually, good. actually, That's now that I'm thinking about it and saying aloud, Lorraine, on one hand, is saying, we're here to help the people. No, you're not. You're yeah. enriching yourself. You're lying. It's this true statement. The, the, the business you're offering does probably likely help people consolidate their debt. But it also is predatory. And I know I'm not, these aren't perfect paradoxes. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of this. No, I think Lorraine has a big part in insolubilia. Uh, I mean, she was pretty heavy-handed in the beginning of the mm-hmm. show. She was almost an, a narrator throughout some scenes. Uh, and I have to admit that I kind of agreed with this character to some degree with some of those lines, which I was not expecting at all. And you know, that might be a, a lesson learned in some of this, you know. We're all probably feeling... We're, we're all probably very more, much more similar than we think. And when she was talking about how Americans just want an opportunity to fix a problem themselves... Mm-hmm more than a handout, I completely agreed with that. I think that is the case. I think that fewer people want a handout than what people make to believe. They just want an opportunity to fix a problem themselves. They want the tools, and they seek those tools, and they don't get credit for that. And I was like, holy shit, Like I'm like actually agreeing with Lorraine Lyons. I was not expecting that. <laughs> whatsoever in this episode and i and i really like that touch and maybe i'm reading into it too much but that was one of my favorite pieces of the episode i like what you're saying about that i mean the key here is to also remind yourself that even people or characters that you don't like are right sometimes you know what i mean like there, there are truths that are real and believable no matter whose mouth it comes out of sure yeah you know so even though you have a distaste for the character and who she is you are like yeah i i kind of know that vibe or i feel it at least around here you do 
people around the Midwest hate feeling like they're burdening anyone for anything, but they at the same time they want all the help in the world. They just can't do it because we're. Do you think it's because in the Midwest people are particularly almost too proud to beg? Totally. Yeah. Sure. But yet, but yet, in this true Midwestern style, there, it would be like, well, I don't. I mean, I don't know when it's like, hey, I'll get you a thing. I don't want to put you out. I don't, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like that. Yeah, I know. What you're like, hey, about, yeah. I, you know what? I'll loan you the money. Ah, I just don't want to do that. It would. I don't want to be too much of a bother. No, no, no. I'll do it. You, you have to have this with Midwesterners particularly, and there's a tonality to it where you have to just go back and forth for anything. Mm. I did. There was a nice, you know, just speaking of the debt, real quick. To it was. I was wondering going into this episode if we were ever going to hear about Indira's husband again. Turns out he got gloved with his ring. Mm-hmm. He got Jimmy Fallon. Mm. <laughs> and also just like, how much debt are you in just for some unfortunate medical shit? When I heard the title of the show, Insolubilia, I thought we were going to see like mostly that character. Uh, and we didn't see him at all. No, we just—he's just lurking. Because he's a bad liar. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot. Some some new shit has come to light, man. And I think we've got a lot to think about until we have time to like fully digest our hot dish mm. and and really dig in for a full second helping and maybe some cake. I did just have. I had my first eggnog of the season tonight, Sharpie. Disgusting. I knew you'd say that. That's why I wanted to tell you. I wanted to tell you so bad. Just like, I mean, like, like I'm talking like, it's like drinking like yogurt, man. And it's just, but it's like better than yogurt. It sounds awful. Have you really never had eggnog? I mean, I've, I've, I've tried it. Oh, when, when, when was like, don't lie. It's, you don't know. You don't even remember. My family's big into eggnog. I try to like it and it fails every year. Mm, Okay. Well. I have a dream of developing a eggnog French toast recipe. See that I do. I'll eat eggnog. I don't want to drink it <laughs> because it, it it's it's like it feels like something you should be eating, not drinking. Maybe that's mm. maybe that's the conundrum. Maybe that's my my ongoing problem though. Is for me, I mean, whole milk is where it's at. Hmm. Okay. It's sort of like a like a bloody Mary or a bloody Caesar if you if you're in the Midwest, uh, which makes no sense at all, which we can get into later. Um, those types of drinks, I'm like, yeah, that tastes good, but not as a drink. Like that's something I want to eat. Oh wait, are you telling? Am I discovering something that we didn't know about each other or that we've both just forgotten? I am not a bloody Mary or bloody Caesar fan. Period. Point blank. Oh, okay. I don't like pickles. That's true. You don't like pickles because you're I an idiot. Fucking hate pickles. You are an idiot. Don't at me, okay, people. Anyway, all right. Bill Limpy is an idiot <laughs> for not liking well, pickles. God, I'm now. You, I'm gonna buy you an I'm a stupid shirt now. <laughs> well, let's uh, okay. Let's 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 get, let's wrap this thing up. Let's get this bed. Send <laughs> let's in your get these things. people back to their day. <laughs> yeah. I, either way, Nadine, she's some kind of tiger. Let's talk about it. I'll okay. see. I'll see you in a couple days, friend. See you in a couple days.